sing as one for this country we're walking on we stand together to protect this land for the future we're hand in hand welcome to another episode of the environmental as anything podcast Kate Washington, thank you for joining Environmental as Anything today. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. No, uh, that's our pleasure. Um, Kate, uh, look, we spoke to Environment uh, Minister Matt Keane uh, on the air, uh, on the show last week. He was uh, he's been making some very bold promises to uh, double the koala population by 2050. Uh, do you? Does the ALP uh, support that aim? Well, we would love to see, anybody would love to see koalas doubled by 2050 or doubled any time. But at the moment, we're just going backwards. It's true. And it's because of decisions that Matt Keane's own government has made that we're going backwards. Indeed. There's been uh, 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 too little done to uh, to protect the uh, the koala populations. Uh, in, in the past, under previous Labor leaders, uh, Luke Foley and Michael Daly, the ALP gave strong support to the Great Koala National Park. Um, Jody McKay has been leader for, what, a year or so? And we still have no idea whether that policy is current or not. Well, we've got uh, a government that, and you said too little has been done. What we've got with the current government is not only that too little has been done, but that a lot has been done that has made things a whole lot harder and worse. Mm. And when we've got weakened environmental protection, things are looking very dire up and down the state for koalas and all the other threatened species that you know enjoy the same environments that they do. And the Great Koala National Park is somewhere I've been, um, and I should say <laughs> it's, it's not... Um, it's not something that is formalised uh, as that, but I've met with the groups and I've been into the area and it is a very special place. And I've had the discussions um, with Jodie McKay and she understands that as well, but we are not in government and we won't be in government for another two and a half years and we are putting as much pressure on the government to do what they can to protect koalas. Right, but, uh, you know, a, a clear statement of intent to establish the Great Koala National Park from the ALP would uh, would go some way towards, uh, you know, at least differentiating you from those who you've, you've pointed out their failures of. Well, at this point, we have not uh, bettered down... We've bettered down very few policies we took to the last election because we are waiting on the government to, tr to do the right thing, putting as much pressure on them to do the right thing as we head into an election that is way off in 2023. So in two and a half years, we are trying to get the government to do the right thing because it's a long time to wait for uh, these things to happen. Well, it is a long time to wait. You're right, and you know. Uh, anyway, for, from the from the perspective of those advocating for the uh, uh, Great Koala National Park and the Sandy Creek uh, Koala Park now, uh, really, what they want to see is a clear statement of support from the opposition uh, to set the benchmark for the government. Well, we are doing everything we can to be advocating for increased protections 
for the environment across the entire state. All right. So what specifically does that look like? How are you formulating this uh, the plan for you know doubling the koala population? Well, it's not our plan. Like right. this is like this is the this is a Matt Keane statement. It's a Matt Keane headline trying to and, and and I don't know I don't know if there's anything behind it at all. I mean, does he know how many koalas there are in the state? What from what benchmark is he taking it to double that number? Because the government doesn't know how many koalas there are in the state. What we do know is that they are declining rapidly. Now, I, I represent the area of Port Stephens. We've been having these uh, arguments and fights and battles to retain koala habitat for many, many years, and we do it. And at the moment, I'm doing it on a daily basis, and we're doing it in other areas as well. So, when we've got a government that has got rid of the environmental protections that were in place, change them and replace them with weakened laws that are weak and inadequate. Then and then they approve projects like we've got here here in Port Stephens, where 52 uh, hectares of critical koala habitat is to be bulldozed unless Susan Lee steps up and actually does her job. And this is these are the battles that we're facing every single day all across the state, courtesy of a government with weak and inadequate environmental protections. So for for Matt Keane to say that he's going to double the koala population and just get a headline trying to make themselves look better when they've overseen a 1,300% increase in land clearing in New South Wales since 2017. It's pretty extraordinary to think that he's going to achieve it. Well, uh, you know, it will require some extraordinary action. It will certainly uh, require concerted effort from us all, I think, to be able to make that happen. It would, you know, it'd be really good to hear the Labor Party is expressing a solid uh, plan, a, like a, a vision. It's, it is Matt Keane's aspiration, but it's one that we could all share, isn't it? Absolutely. And I mean, this is our aspiration at the moment is to stop them from becoming extinct because that's where we're headed. Mm. Like this is, as I say, it's a daily battle. And we've had the koala inquiry, the parliamentary inquiry into koalas, where 42 recommendations came from that. One of those recommendations did relate to the Great Koala National Park. One of those related to the St George, um, to the George's River National Park. And then, instead, the Premier and Matt Keane announced a park in the Southern Highlands that they are calling um, Gula Noora, um, which is uh, the Aboriginal. Um, words for koala country in that area as I understand it and yet the National Parks Association says there's no koalas in there so we've got real issues when they aren't even following the recommendations that were in the parliamentary inquiry which was a cross-party parliamentary inquiry and they haven't responded to any of those recommendations as yet. No. Well, I think Kate Fairman uh, on this program uh, said that she wanted that to be a game changer. So uh, those 42 recommendations, are the ALP going to implement them all? Is that something we could see the an ALP uh, government do? As I keep, we are not in government. No, but you want we to be in government in, and we, we, we want to see a, a government in, in, in place that will actually implement those 42 recommendations. So I'm just... 
you know, if if they're there and they and they are credible, there seems to be a very credible report. The 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 the, uh, the analysis has been done very carefully. The recommendations seem uh, very reasonable, carefully thought through. Couldn't the ALP simply put their weight behind it and say we will make this happen when we're elected? Again, there's two and a half years until an election. There will be many shifts and changes between now and then. For us to formulate policy on all of this at this time isn't isn't reasonable and I don't think it's it would end with outcomes that we want to see. We want to make sure that when we implement, when we put policy to communities, that it is something that will have the outcomes that we want and it will be based on the current status and facts. To be doing that two and a half years out from an election when we hope when we hope that there will be significant shifts in this area from the government before then, then there's very little point to us doing that. Okay. Um, so the um, uh, there's been uh, a lot of talk about... Uh, one of the things that uh, I talked about with Matt Keane was the, uh, uh, the SEP 44 situation and there's a lot of councils having trouble uh, getting uh, their SEP 44s passed, uh, signed off on by the Minister uh, for Planning and uh, also uh, actually just doing the, the, the arduous task, performing the arduous task that's required to identify koala habitat. Now, there's been some uh, changes to the SEP 44 is my understanding uh, you know, so I was just wondering, what can the ALP do to help make sure that the uh, the National Party doesn't uh, doesn't cobble these uh, these helpful changes that uh, that actually simplify the process? Uh, well, the National Party is in coalition with the Liberals, mm-hmm. and they are their bedfellows. I would hope it is time for the Premier to stand up and actually show some leadership to stop the open warfare that is happening between the National Party and their coalition partners in the Liberal Party because they are the government. They are the ones that are um, challenging their own laws, their own policies, their own directions. And yet at the moment there is open warfare when it comes to anything to that goes towards protecting koala habitat. It's extraordinary what we have seen this week. We've got, not only is there a challenge to uh, the government by its own members to weaken um, protections for koalas, but they're threatening to blow up the entire government and to sit on the crossbench over a protection for koalas. I mean, our kids couldn't, (laughs) <laughs> our kids couldn't come up with a worse plan if they tried. Uh, you know, any child in the state would be saying, well, yes, we should be protecting koalas. The National Party have a very different view to that, obviously. And the the particular members who have been uh, prosecuting the case for further weakening of protections are the members whose areas have been um, where we've seen some of the most land clearing in the state. So there are some real issues with this, but it's not. For, it's not. This is this is not something I, the Labor Party can be expected to resolve when it is the coalition between the Nationals and Liberals in open warfare. 
No, I wouldn't expect that you'd be able to uh, resolve the differences between the uh, coalition members, but I would have thought that it, there might be even a political opportunity here uh, to differentiate yourself and to drive the wedge uh, tighter between them to be able to increase your chances of winning uh, office next uh, election. Uh, surely at this point, uh, being able to make strong commitments for uh, concrete action for the koalas uh, would, uh, would only improve your uh, political prospects. I don't. I, I take concrete actions every single day, advocating for the retention of habitat, advocating for stronger uh, law, environmental protections for habitat across the state. Uh, I don't understand um, what we could be doing that would be concrete action that the government of the day needs to be taking. We can't be doing that in opposition. What we can be doing is advocating all the time for what for for what we need to be seeing. So well, that is something that we're doing every day, and it seems to me that you're challenging uh, challenging my credentials on this, and you're no, no, challenging and you're challenging the credentials of the Labor Party and and our and our environmental positions. I'm I, simply I, asking the question as to what. What you know? What, what what positions they are? They are. What 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 are the actions that you're advocating for that you're committed to taking? That's really all the questions that I'm asking. I'm not challenging your credentials. I'm simply asking, you know, what what's what's the plan for the alternative plan for the alternative government? Again, two and a half years out from an election. Yep. I, I, we know that there are so many things that need to be done to change the course of where we are headed. Uh, but when we are in opposition and we are a year out from having been elected into opposition, then our focus and our pressure is on making the government do what it should be doing for the, for the time that we have got with them. And that's a significant amount of time. And I, not that I'm happy with it, not with a lot of people are happy with it. Okay. But that's that's where we're at. Yep. So what you're saying is that they should be implementing the Great Koala National Park and the Sandy Creek Koala Park. Is that is that your position? I'm saying that they should be following the the uh, parliamentary recommendations from the um, from the inquiry, which is something that our uh, that it was a cross party inquiry. Those recommendations were from all members of each party. And um, and they should be following that, and they should be fully fully exploring the options into the Great Koala National Park. Um, the Koala Sep, it's causing issues with their own party um, hugely, and I and the argument being that they haven't entered into enough consultation. That's just not true. There has been significant consultation when it comes to the Koala Sep. And, uh, and for these National Party members to be taking an opportunity to try and uh, um, not only weaken the, weaken the laws but undermine the whole government on the basis of koala protections, it, it's, it's an appalling state of affairs. Well, it, it's, uh, it's, it's certainly not really any great shock to see the National Party uh, attacking uh, our environment, um, but uh, it, is an appall- it, is, it continues to be an appalling state of affairs. But, yes. seeing, but seeing the National Party attacking attacking 
the government that they are, are members of. That's what I really take umbrage with because they try and pretend that they're not members of the government, that, they, that somehow that the Minister for Primary Industries hasn't sat at the Cabinet table when these things have been discussed and approved and then gets into his own electorate and, and beats his chest and said how bad they are. Like that, that and, the, and, the Prem, and the Deputy Premier, John Barillaro, does it all the time. The big pretender pretends he's not in government, says how bad is this that this is happening, you, when he was actually around the Cabinet table when the decisions were being made. Indeed, it does seem a bit uh, a bit bit rich, doesn't it? Indeed. Well, there's uh, the environment movement is calling for uh, you know immediate uh, fauna and flora survey census across the fire affected uh, uh, forest regions. Uh, would the ALP support that action? We have been calling since the bushfires. We have been calling on the government for a number of actions but particularly to assess what the loss has been. Because without knowing that, how can you even put the plans into place to ensure that we're addressing the what's come out of it? And I can't believe that we're having the conversation when we've, we're, we're now in the new bushfire season. That's right. There hasn't, there has not, there's been far um, to the, the response to the bushfires in t when it comes to the environment from the government has been entirely inadequate. I mean, let's not forget that before the bushfires, they had slashed resources to the national parks so that they then were... They didn't have the resources that they needed to either put the make the preparations for what they knew was coming and they also didn't have the resources that they needed to respond adequately to what they knew was coming and what the government knew was coming because they were warned. And yet then, since the fires, we've had National Party members, including the Deputy Premier, being critical of the national parks and, the, and particularly the staff, even referring to them as the National Sparks and Wildfire Service, mm. as if somehow they were responsible for the fires and blaming them for what happened. That is disgraceful. And yet, and yet the government itself cut their resources. It is, a, it is uh, insulting and disgraceful. Mm. And I've spoken to many ex-park rangers and current park rangers who are, who are deeply insulted by those comments from the Deputy Leader of New South Wales. Uh, yes, well, they are not alone in being insulted and offended by those kinds of, uh, you know, uh, posturing from Barillaro. But uh, so just we should wrap it up, I think. I know you're busy and we have to move on. But uh, will the ALP support the protection of all the koala habitat on public land? Uh, <laughs> that's a big question. And I, at this stage, I, again policy will be developed by the ALP in the lead up to the election but I've, but we understand the importance of koala habitat. This is what seems to have been lost in the conversation with the government it's all about getting a, a pretty picture with the koala forgetting that they actually need trees to live in so the, the koala parliamentary inquiry found that corridors habitat must be preserved, who, who knew in order for in order to prevent the extinction of koalas by 2050. So uh, we understand the importance of that. We 
understand that there are inadequate laws to prevent that happening right now because every single day we are having those fights across the state to try and protect koala habitat from being from being bulldozed. So that that is where we're at every single day, just trying to protect their homes and the trees and their habitat. Um, so we are in opposition doing what we can to try and hold the government to account and to not have them too, do too much harm to the environment whilst they are in government. Well, that's certainly something that we can all hope uh, could be successful in. So, um, look, thank you, Kate, for your time today. We really appreciate you spending it with uh, Environmental as Anything. Thanks, Sean. Appreciate your time. Good luck with that. Thanks. Bye. Are you looking for the courage to face the hard facts about our environmental crises? Do you want honest reporting on the global solutions that are at our fingertips? Would you like to know what simple, effective local actions you can take to make a positive difference to the state of the world today? Tune in to Environmental as Anything on 92.9 River FM every Saturday from 2 to 5 for all the news, interviews and analysis you need to make the future you want. For the future, we're hand in hand.